Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is October the 12th, and our chapter for today is 1 Corinthians 15. Now, 1 Corinthians 15 is one of the greatest chapters in all of the New Testament, and it speaks about one subject, and that is the resurrection. Because the Apostle Paul makes it clear, without the resurrection of Jesus, we are still in our sins. Jesus is no greater than Buddha. Jesus is no greater than Muhammad. Jesus is no greater than any other leader, if indeed he did not rise from the dead as he said he would, and as the followers of Jesus of the first century said that he did, as more than 500 at one time said that he did. All of that means nothing. Our salvation means nothing if Jesus doesn't rise from the dead. And indeed, if he didn't rise from the dead, neither will you and I have any hope now or in the future of resurrection. So the Apostle Paul says without hesitation, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you received in which also you stand. Now, why is he saying this? He's saying, with all that I've told you about, when I had just finished speaking with you about the gifts and all that God allows us to do to build up the body of Christ, let me say something else to you. I declare unto you the euangelion, euangelion, E-U, and then the word angelion. It means a good message. The word EU is a prefix, which means good, well-pleasing. Angelion is the word, the base word, angelos, which is the word for messenger. Euangelion is message. That is, it is the good message, the good news, as we would say. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the euangelion, the good message, the good news, the gospel, which I preached to you, which also you received in which you stand. Now, let me stop there. There's a lot of talk today uh, that's semantics where you say, hear someone say, well, you don't receive Jesus. That's not the language of the New Testament. Well, yes, it is. The Gospel of John chapter 1 says he came into his own and his own received him not, but as many as received him, but as many as received him, he gave the right, the prerogative, He gave the authority to become the children of God, the technion, the born ones of God, even to those who trust in his name. We receive Jesus. We receive the gift of salvation. So don't come to me with this, well, you don't receive Christ. Yes, you do. That's what the Bible teaches. You say, well, what about these? Well, what about them? Whatever they say, they do not refute the fact that John said, if you receive Jesus, you have eternal life. If you receive the gift of salvation, you receive Jesus. That's how you receive the gift of eternal life. When you have the Son, you have life. Why? Because it is the Son that gives you life. It is the Son who is life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. But we receive Jesus. He said, if you receive the gospel, the good news, you're standing. 
presently you are standing, by which also you are saved. How are you saved? By receiving the gospel. If you hold fast that which I preached unto you, what's he saying? If you indeed stick with it. To everyone who is saved, they're going to make it. This is what Paul said over and over again. He said to Timothy, I believe I am trusting the one to whom I've committed everything that he is able to keep it. He's able to keep me. He's able to keep what I've entrusted to him forever until the day of Christ. Forever I am trusting him. To the Philippians, he said, he that has begun a good work in you shall perform it under the day of Jesus Christ. He shall bring it to pass. Those that he called, those are the ones that he justified. The ones that are justified, those are the ones that ultimately are glorified. Romans chapter 8, verses 28 and 29. God starts with someone, he's going to finish with someone, and no one is lost. So he said, you're going to stand, by which also you're saved, if you hold fast that which I have preached unto you, unless you have just believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. And here is the gospel. He's just explained that he has preached the gospel. Well, what is that, Paul? He said, well, here's what I delivered unto you. And I did it as a priority, first of all. And you received what I gave to you. You received the gospel. You received Christ. You received the gift. Now, you do that through repentance and faith, but you must receive it. This is biblical terminology. And here it is, that Christ died for our sins. The Apostle Paul had just said, I'd rather speak five words that people can understand. Well, what is that? Christ died for our sins, five words. That's the gospel. It's the substitutionary aspect and nature of the gospel. What is the very least a person can understand about the gospel about Jesus and still be saved? What is the minimum? You've got to understand the concept of substitution. You've got to understand the basic concept of substitution. Boy, girl, man, woman, doesn't matter. If you can't understand that, then you can't understand what Jesus has done for you. Jesus died to take your place. He died as your substitute. He died in your stead. Ever how you want to say it, that's the concept of substitution. The atonement is substitutionary. And no lamb or ram or bull or goat can ever substitute for man. It had to be another person. That's why Jesus died. That's the reason he came. He died not for his own sin, but as a substitute to pay the penalty for your sins, not his own. For I delivered unto you first that which I also received, that Messiah died for our sins. And he did this according to the scriptures. What's the scriptures? That's what we call the Old Testament that everybody's wanting to discard today, that no one wants to talk about today. That people write books about how we disengage and we cut loose from the Old Testament. That's heresy. I say it again. That's heresy. That's deviation from truth. The scriptures in the New Testament is the Old Testament. And it was the Old Testament, the Tanakh, the Law of the Prophets and the Writings, that God used in the mouths of these great apostles to turn the world upside down. And you and I would not be where we are were it not for the Tanakh. Like it, don't like it, doesn't make one bit of difference to me. I am assigned to tell you the truth. And so he says, not only did he die for our sins according to the scriptures, but he was buried. That means he was truly dead. And that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. This was prophesied. And not only did he rise from the dead, but he was seen of Cephas. Now, that's the Aramaic term for the word Petros. Petros, that's a Greek word, Peter. Petros means a movable stone, not bedrock. 
That's the name that Jesus gave to Peter at Caesarea Philippi. Well, it's called Banyas today. It's at the foot of Mount Hermon. It was in that region that Jesus asked, who do men say that I am? And you can go back and listen to my podcast on Matthew 16. I believe I'm right on that. I believe I've exegeted that properly. I believe I've explained it in context. I believe that it is a clear passage. So all to say, when it comes to this, Cephas was Peter. His name was Simon Bar-Jonah, Simon, son of Jonah, son of John. The word Jonah and John, Yonah and Yohanan, same word. One's Greek, one is Aramaic or Hebrew. And so he was Simon John's son, Simon Johnson. But he was called by Jesus Cephas in Aramaic, which is the word for stone. And in Greek, it is the word Petros. So he showed himself to Peter. Why? Because Peter was the leader of the disciples. He had denied him three times. And in the last chapter of the Gospel of John, he shows up on the Sea of Galilee. And he specifically was dealing with Peter. Then he was seen of the twelve. And after that, he was seen by over 500 at one time. I'm talking about disciples from everywhere saw him alive at one time. And Paul goes on to say, the greater part of whom is still alive today. They can bear witness. Go ask them. They'll tell you. But he said, some have died. Some have fallen asleep. And after this, verse 7, he was seen by James. Who's James? Is that John's brother? No, that's Jesus' brother. It's his half-brother. It's the one that was closest to him. It was the one that was taking care of the household after Jesus went on his ministry. It was James who did not believe, who came and said, Jesus, please come home. This is craziness. You're acting like a crazy man. Yes, the Bible says that at Capernaum, they came to get Jesus because they thought he was beside himself. Can't can't you hear them talking? We've got to go get him. I tell you, he's gone off the deep end. He's he's fallen off the beam. He is. He's not. He's not himself. Something's happened. He thinks he's the Messiah. But Mary knew these things. She had already pondered them and put them away in her heart. She knew who he's. He's and at the cross, who was it that was there? It was not James. It was John, not the brother of James. No, 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 that's James, the Lord's brother we're talking about. His own family didn't even believe him. And so what did Jesus do? Did he say, all right, you don't believe me? It's over for you. No, he went and found James and said, James, it's real. I really am the Messiah. And James recognized a godly man that he was, a righteous man that he was from the standpoint of an outward appearance. But his brother then became his Savior, his Messiah, his Lord. And James was miraculously changed and became the leader of the church in Jerusalem. All you have to do is read Acts 15, you'll see. He was in charge. And then last of all, Paul said, he was seen of me as one born out of due time. He said, now I'm the least of the apostles, and I'm not even worthy to be called one sent with a mission. Apostello means one sent with a commission. It was like a, a trade ship that bore the goods of the king out to the nations. It was first used for a ship being sent off. Apostello, an apostle, one sent with a commissioner message. He said, I'm not worthy to be called that. Because I persecuted the church of Jesus. I hounded them. I held the cloak and the clothes and the coats and the tunics of those that stoned godly Stephen. I was never able to get away from that. See, Stephen had a part in his life. He persecuted the church. He killed people. He watched people be killed. But he said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. 
and his grace toward me was not empty. It was not wasted. Oh, Lord Jesus in heaven, may this be every one of our prayers to you this day. I am what I am by your grace. I am what I am because it's not that I deserve it. I deserve hell. I deserve damnation. I deserve separation. But you and your grace gave me what I did not deserve. You and your mercy withheld from me what I did deserve. But, oh, Lord, may it be that your grace that you've poured out on me without measure not be a waste, not be something that's going to be wasted, that I'm going to throw away, but you're going to use me for your glory so that people will speak highly of you. It's not about Tony. It's not about James. It's not about John. It's not about Peter. It's about Jesus. If you listen to these podcasts and you think more highly of Jesus, then my mission has been accomplished. My mission has been accomplished. If you love him more, then the grace of God is not wasted. Therefore, whether it is I or they, that is the other apostles, so we preach and so you believe. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.